0: Good morning, and welcome to Simply Space. It's Sunday, March 3rd. On today's show, Chinese astronauts successfully fix a damaged solar panel on the Tiangong Space Station, while a US general raises alarm over the breathtaking growth in China's space tech. Plus, watch an amazing onboard video of a private space capsule's blistering return to Earth. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Space. We start off with a significant development in space exploration. Chinese astronauts have taken a walk in space to repair a damaged solar panel on the Tiangong Space Station. The eight-hour mission was completed with the aid of a robotic arm and a third member on board. James, our correspondent for Simply Space, is here to discuss this further.
1: Can you tell us more about this mission? Certainly, David. Astronauts Tang Hongbo and Jiang Xinlin left the station and used a robotic arm mounted on the outside of the facility to repair the panels on the Tianhe core module. This is the first time Chinese astronauts have completed the maintenance of extravehicular facilities of an orbiting spacecraft, according to the China Manned Space Agency. That's quite an achievement. What was the condition of the station after the repair mission? After the spacewalk, the power from the solar panels was reported to be normal. The Tiangong's flexible solar panels, which are on the Tianhe and the Wentian and Mengtian experimental modules, power the station. The astronauts also inspected the station's surface during the repair mission. What led to the damage of the solar panels in the first place? Before the crew lifted off in October, the agency's deputy director, Lin Shiqiang, mentioned that the station's solar panels had suffered minor damage from small, flying space debris. This necessitated the repair mission. And how did the crew prepare for this mission? The crew had inspected their spacesuits and station equipment prior to the spacewalk. Since their mission in December, they had also practiced operating the robotic arm and familiarized themselves with various safety and debugging procedures. What's next for the Shenzhou 17 crew? The Shenzhou 17 crew are scheduled to return to Earth in April after handing over control of the station to the Shenzhou 18 crew, whose members and departure date have not been announced. In their remaining time on the Tiangong, they will continue to conduct planned scientific experiments in fields, including life sciences and microgravity. Thanks for those insights, James. Now. Shifting our focus from the future of space exploration
0: to the current geopolitics of space, U.S. General Stephen Whiting has raised concerns over the rapid growth of China's space technology. Speaking to the U.S. Senate Armed Services Committee, Whiting warned that China is increasing its military might in all spheres, including space, at a breathtaking pace. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent, Celeste. Can you tell us more about General Whiting's concerns?
2: Certainly, David. General Whiting described China as Washington's principal space competitor, along with Moscow. He highlighted that China is working on advances in satellite meteorology, human spaceflight, and robotic space exploration. He also noted that China's network of intelligence satellites has more than tripled since 2018, with over 359 systems as of January.
0: And what does this mean for the U.S. and its allies?
2: According to General Whiting, China's growing space and counter space capabilities could potentially deny American and allied space capabilities at their discretion. He also mentioned that the newly deployed satellites might operate as weapons that could pose risks to U.S. assets.
0: How has China responded to these allegations?
2: China's defense ministry has dismissed these concerns, stating that the U.S. is using so-called threats from other nations as an excuse to expand its own military power. Ministry spokesman Zhang Xiaogang insisted that China has always advocated for the peaceful use of space and opposed an arms race in space.
0: What does the future hold for China's space
2: technology? General Whiting estimates that by 2030, China will achieve world-class status in all but a few space technology areas. He also mentioned that China is developing hypersonic glide vehicles and other advanced space weaponry that have the potential to overcome U.S. traditional missile warning and ballistic missile defense systems.
0: What does this mean for the rivalry in space between China and the U.S.?
2: The rivalry between China and the U.S. in space has intensified in recent years, with rapid expansions of satellite networks and associated technology. Both nations have ratified the 1967 Outer Space Treaty, which forbids the use of nuclear weapons and other weapons of mass destruction in space. However, the rapid advancements in technology and the increasing militarization of space could potentially strain this agreement.
0: That's certainly a situation to keep an eye on. Thanks for that report, Celeste. In other space news, a private space capsule has recently captured stunning footage of its fiery return to Earth. The capsule, belonging to Varda Space, successfully completed its first-ever mission, W-1, last month. The mission involved the manufacturing of antiviral drug crystals in space. To discuss this in more detail, we have Abby, a correspondent for Simply Space. Can you tell us more about this mission and the footage that was captured?
3: Certainly, David. The capsule, which is about three feet wide, touched down at the Utah Test and Training Range. Carrying space grown crystals of the antiviral drug Ritonavir. The journey through Earth's atmosphere was quite dramatic, with the craft hitting our planet's thick air at over 25 times the speed of sound, resulting in a cascade of colorful sparks. That sounds
0: like quite a spectacle. Can you tell us more about Varda Space and their goals?
3: Varda Space is aiming to become a major player in the emerging in space manufacturing industry. This industry leverages the unique microgravity environment of low Earth orbit to produce high value products like pharmaceuticals. While similar work has been done on the International Space Station with the help of astronauts, Varda offers an autonomous option, a capsule that serves as both a mini factory and a return vehicle.
0: So this was Varda's first in-space test. How did it go?
3: The mission, which launched atop a Falcon 9 rocket in June, 2023 was a success. VARDA's capsule was integrated into a rocket lab photon spacecraft, which provided power, propulsion, and other vital services. About a week after liftoff, VARDA announced that crystals of Ratonavir had grown successfully aboard the capsule as planned.
0: What happened after the successful growth of the crystals?
3: VARDA wanted to bring those crystals down shortly after, but they ran into difficulties securing the required reentry and landing approvals. That permission came last month, paving the way for W-1's historic touchdown. The capsule was then transported from Utah to Varda's Los Angeles facilities for inspection and analysis.
0: What's next for the Retonavir vials and the data collected during the flight?
3: The Retonavir vials will be shipped to improved pharma for post-flight characterization. Additionally, data collected throughout the flight, including a portion where the capsule reached hypersonic speeds, will be shared with the Air Force and NASA under a contract Varda has with those agencies. That's fascinating.
0: As we continue to monitor Varda's future endeavors, let's shift our focus to another space-related development. The launch of a mission to take three American astronauts and a Russian cosmonaut to the International Space Station has been delayed due to poor weather. The SpaceX Crew Dragon, named Endeavour, was scheduled to carry the crew atop a Falcon 9 rocket from the Kennedy Space Center in Florida. Here to discuss this further is Michael, a correspondent for Simply Space.
4: Can you tell us more about this delay? Yes, David. The launch was initially planned for Saturday, but SpaceX announced that it had to be postponed due to elevated winds. NASA is now targeting Sunday at 10 53 PM for liftoff. This is not the first delay for this launch, which was originally slated for February 26th.
0: Can you tell us more about the crew that's set to embark on this mission?
4: Certainly. The mission, known as Crew 8, is led by Matthew Dominic, who is making his first spaceflight, as is fellow American Jeanette Epps. This will also be the first time for Russian Alexander Grebenkin. Michael Barat, a physician, is making his third visit to the ISS. His first two were aboard space shuttles, which were discontinued in 2011. Space remains one of the few areas
0: where the United States and Russia continue to cooperate despite the ongoing geopolitical tensions. Can you comment on that?
4: Indeed, space has been a rare area of cooperation between the two nations, even in the wake of Russia's 2022 invasion of Ukraine. Despite the US imposing fresh sanctions on 500 Russian targets, the collaboration in space exploration continues. What are some of the tasks that the crew will be undertaking during this mission? The crew will be carrying out a number of experiments. One of them involves using stem cells to create organoids, which are artificially grown masses of cells resembling organs. They'll be studying degenerative diseases, taking advantage of the microgravity environment to enable three-dimensional cell growth, which isn't possible on Earth. And
0: what about the International Space Station itself? Are there any issues that NASA is currently monitoring?
4: Yes, NASA's International Space Station Program Manager, Joel Montalbano, mentioned that the U.S. is keeping a close eye on a small leak on the Russian side of the research platform. This is the latest in a series of recent issues on the Russian side. A hatch is currently closed to isolate the leak from the rest of the ISS.
0: Thanks for that report, Michael. It's certainly something we'll be keeping an eye on. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Space. We'll see you back here tomorrow.